picture or a video may be worth a thousand words, but sometimes a bigger story is not always told. We are a monthly program dedicated to telling you those stories with analysts and opinions from those that go beyond the lens. We are AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. This week we are joined by Dustin Hart, Nags Head, North Carolina, near the home of Gravedigger, as well as Chris Kalen from St. Louis, Missouri, near the home of Bigfoot, and Hollywood Ed Horman, near the home of Bigfoot in O'Fallon, Missouri, along with a special guest appearance from the radio superstar himself, Jeremy Puglisi, will be checking in from Wheeling, West Virginia. I was in Cape Girardeau. I did an RC exhibition during the intermission and pit party both nights. I am uh, shot pictures for All Monster, which will be on the site very soon. So, you know, here's my notes from it. Blackjack, pretty impressed with that truck. It's the old Screaming Demon truck. Um, Dave Wapple driving it. He impressed me a lot Friday. Had a freestyle that, that was up there to win, but Larry Swim uh, came out and did his, his patented uh, freestyle he does in those small arenas and uh, ended up one-upping Dave. But the blackjack machine showed strong all weekend. Um, he might have had a little bit of transmission problems Saturday. Uh, I was not able to talk to him after Saturday's event, so I don't know for sure. Um, the next machine, the Viper. Uh, Richie Blackburn was struggling all weekend with transmission problems. So he kind of hindered by that. So he wasn't up to 100%. The uh, incinerator machine, Ryan Rice. A uh, great guy. I was able to talk to him a little bit at the event. Uh, he ended up double downing Saturday, and uh, pretty impressive there. He got. He also had his first rollover in freestyle. His truck wouldn't hook up for when he was doing the donut, and it ended up going over, causing a lot of body damage, but nothing that can't be fixed. Next, we got Brandon Bud driving the Triple X. I was able to spend a little bit of time with him Saturday. Great guy. Um, I was also able to help him tire down his truck truck and get it in the hauler and stuff like that. So I want to thank Brandon for that opportunity. But Friday night, he had a little bit of trouble. Wheelie contest, he skied, that, skied the truck up, landed on the rear wheels, and ended up bending a four-link bar in half. He then also broke a drive shaft. Uh, but the guys over from Concussion Motorsports across the river in uh, Illinois we gave him a nice big hand and uh, fixed that four-link bar, fixed that dry shaft, the dry shaft loose, everything like that, and was able to get him out for freestyle on Friday. He was able to complete Saturday, too. Uh, so he had a very successful weekend. It was great meeting him. It was awesome helping him out, and I hope to see him down the road. Uh, the last truck, bad boy Bigfoot, Larry Swim. Second event back after the back, back injury that he had uh, last year. He's back to form. He hasn't missed one step in that truck. Uh, he definitely fits that bad boy image perfectly. Uh, I, lo- I love watching him out in that track. What he do- does in those small arenas is, is, is pretty awesome. Uh, if you haven't seen Larry swim live and he's about close to an event by you, please go. You will enjoy it. He does things that you wouldn't be surprised that that Bigfoot truck can do. I want to thank everyone over at Checker Flag Promotions, Ed Beckley, everyone else like that, all the drivers at the show, uh, everyone that helped out. Thank you for making an enjoyable weekend. Well, for the most part, Ed pretty much covered everything that I was going to have to say about Cape Girardeau. Again, would love to thank Ed Beckley and everyone with Checkered Flag Productions for making the weekend very enjoyable for everyone at AllMonster.com. Um, Really, everyone uh, came and had a really good weekend. Um, was very impressed with Dave Wapple on Friday night with the Blackjack truck. A um, little bit of an older truck, a truck that uh, we don't really cover too much here at All Monster, but a gr- couple of great performances really, really left his name etched to my head. 
a little was a good weekend for Richie Blackburn and the Viper too. Unfortunately, had a little bit of, of an issue with the transmission starting to slip a little bit, as well as some steering problems on Friday night. But was able to overcome everything and still have a great weekend. Um, Ryan Rice with uh, Team Hazard Racing had a very good weekend, taking home a racing victory on Saturday over Bigfoot, having some good freestyle performances. Unfortunately, he did go for a donut Saturday night and did end up rolling the truck over. Not a lot of damage, maybe a couple of bedside supports and uh, a lot of fiberglass work, and that thing should be ready for its next show. Uh, Brandon Butt had a great weekend as well with Triple uh, X, including one of the biggest um, sky wheelies that I've ever seen. Completely clear the two-car set they had set up. Unfortunately, he landed right on the rear of the truck, did a lot of damage, completely nearly bent a four-link in half, um, tore up a drive shaft. Uh, brake rotors, you name it, there was a lot of work that had to be done. He missed racing on Friday night, but due, again, to the great group at Concussion Motorsports with Rich Inman, Butch Hartman, and everyone else, they had that truck ready to go. Also, a great weekend again for Bigfoot bad boy Larry Swim. I don't know what else we need to say about Larry. He's picking up right where he's left off after his back incident last year, and he is looking to be a real threat later on this year. Definitely, guys. A couple of notes that I had from the show. I was able to speak with Ryan Rice after the show. And uh, you gotta, guys got to check out generalhazard.com. That's Hazard with two Zs as well. And uh, be looking for pictures from Ed and Chris from the show. Uh, he says normally when he goes into a donut, he could stomp on the gas, and the truck will eventually settle down. Well, this time it hooked and over it went. Uh, they said they got some fiberglass damage, but they had had some breakage in their past events, including an engine before uh, they got to their event at uh, Amarillo, Texas, and uh, that was a prior weekend. They got everything fixed, did Amarillo, and then came down to Cape G and uh, doubled down. So pretty good event overall for Incinerator Team Hazard Racing. want to thank them for their support. So great ideas there, guys, to uh, check up on the event. want to thank Brandon Budd and the Triple X Racing Team, as well as Team Hazard Racing and the whole CFP crew for hooking us up. All right, guys, I was at the West Bank Hall Arena for the Thunder National Show in Wheeling, West Virginia. Saw a lineup of trucks there. We had Rap Attack, Triple X, Bad News Travels Fast, Storm Damage, Hurricane Force, and rounding out the field, we had Virginia Giant. Plus, we had Quad Wars and Freestyle BMX Bike. So it was a pretty solid show all the way around. Now, as far as your uh, donut and wheelie winners go, I don't remember them offhand, but I was sending in live updates on our Twitter feed all night long. So if you want to check out The All Monster on Twitter, you can get those updates right there for yourself. Now let's take a look at your racing and freestyle winners. For your Friday night, Triple X takes racing and Storm Damage takes your freestyle win. Your Saturday afternoon show, Virginia Giant doubles down, taking the racing and freestyle wins. For your Saturday evening show, Storm Damage takes your racing win and Bad News Travels Fast gets the freestyle win. And for the last show of the weekend on Sunday afternoon, Virginia Giant doubles down once again. Some interesting things to note about the show. Virginia Giant, the truck hardly ever rolls over. He tipped it over Friday night in the donut competition. No body damage, no frame damage, you know, just something that you never, ever see from Deal Wilson. Everything was okay. Everything checked out from the tech officials. Also, suffering some damage during the weekend was Triple X. During the Sunday afternoon show, they had to change the starter and, I believe, a flywheel, not to mention they had to swap out some sway bars. But the guy suffering the most damage during the entire weekend had to be Hurricane Force. On Friday night, the planetary locked up, so they had to go take that outside and work on that. Saturday afternoon, I believe it was in the wheelie competition, 
they landed very heavy on the front end and they broke the motor mount and the motor plate out, stripped all the bolts right out of it. The motor was hanging there from the transmission and a couple other bolts, basically. That put them out for all of Saturday. They had a lot of other help from other teams. Uh, they had to pull the motor out and basically replace it, but they were back in time for the Sunday afternoon show. But during the Sunday afternoon show, they suffered some more damage. They blew off a brake line, so uh, they had some more work to do. Kind of a rough weekend right there for Hurricane Force, but with the help of their crew and the other crew members from other teams, they were able to get things patched up, and they put on a heck of a show in wheeling. I also wanted to point out one thing. I was told from Tim Mente and the Storm Damage team that they're working with Overson Engineering and Machine. They're working on developing some special driveline parts. They're doing some research and development on these monster trucks. And let's go do it for my recap from the Wheeling, West Virginia Thunder National. Special thanks goes out to R.B. Moeller with the Triple X truck and his wife for letting me hang out with them and get my hands dirty. Also, special thanks goes out to the Storm Damage team with Tim Mente and the rest of his crew for letting me jump in there and getting my hands dirty with them as well. For the photo gallery from Wheeling, West Virginia, check out allmonster.com. The photo gallery is live right now. And like I mentioned earlier, if you want the donut and wheelie winners, check out the Twitter feed. You're looking for the All Monster. Guys, thanks for having me on the show tonight. Next, we're going to talk about uh, another couple of uh, interesting points going beyond the lens on a few shows. You've seen uh, various winners at the Rosemont event. Always a great show. You know, huge five-show weekend for uh, Felt Entertainment's Monster Jam. You know, great Great shows there overall. Uh, the big thing that stuck out to me, though, from that entire weekend, besides the parody and the winners, was Dana Creech. I've seen a couple of pictures. You'll be able to also check out pictures from this show, courtesy of Brett Moist, our uh, newest AllMonster.com photographer. Uh, Dana Creech is crazy, and crazy in a good way. That was some absolutely huge air that he got in freestyle. You will see that in uh, our YouTube channel at AllMonsterVideos. If you start type that in the search bar on YouTube, you should be able to find us, and you'll also be able to find what I'm talking about with Dana Creech's huge air. He was above the second deck of the arena, and uh, in a small arena atmosphere, I was very surprised that he went for a jump that he did as hard as he did. Uh, broke a wheel off, you know. Luckily, uh, no problems there. The wheel tethers worked to a T. Did a good job of uh, containing the truck, and that's fantastic. But uh, I was impressed with Dana Creech. I've been impressed with him the entire year uh, from the beginning of the year in his uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa freestyle that he took a victory at. He is quickly coming into his own. Uh, the former quad rider is doing a fantastic job behind the wheel and uh, really, really stepping up his game this year in Monster Mud. Hopefully he gets some sort of shot to drive something on a big stage. And uh, when he does, I want to be there. Fantastic job for Dana Creech. Guys, what else do you have for uh, Dana Creech? What are your thoughts? You know, I'm m much like you, I've been very impressed with what Dana Creech has done with his short time behind the wheel. He's done a fantastic job. He's really taken to the Monster Mud truck, and he's really run with that identity. We haven't seen somebody come into the fold with Monster Mud quite like that since maybe Bobby Z was driving. He's really given that truck a personality that sets it apart from anybody else, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, driving around the floor, kind of burping the throttle, making the truck almost seem like it's barking to, you know, working with uh, having a track official throw the bone out onto the track. He's really come into the fold with that identity. He's done a fantastic job. And, uh, you know, he's just been spectacular to watch, especially in freestyle. I'm really excited to see what the future holds for Dana Creech. Excellent point there, Dustin, about Dana Creech. Haven't really seen uh, this level of uh, getting into it on Monster Mode for quite a while, so... Great ideas there. Great thoughts there. Next up, we have an event in Anaheim, California. 
Californians get a lot of monster trucks around this time of year, and this weekend was no exception. A fantastic event overall, and uh, Dustin had some thoughts that he'd like to share about the show. Yeah, another great event uh, at uh, Angel Stadium in Anaheim, but 16-truck lineup, huge field there. Um, we also got to see the trademark Anaheim-style course that we've been seeing with the tabletop and the side-by-side finish. It's a, really been an interesting racing course. It's proved to... Uh, provide some interesting action and uh, this weekend was no different uh racing from top to bottom was fantastic and i think it always improves the show whenever you get a chance to see a side-by-side finish and uh this weekend was no different the final round race between Gravedigger, the legend adam anderson and charlie pawkin fantastic final round really those guys coming hard charging over the finish line nearly getting caught up into each other at the end of the track it uh it was a spectacular final round race you can't ask for much better at a major stadium event uh Freestyle also action-packed from top to bottom. Tom Mintz put on a phenomenal run himself, as did Charlie Pawkin. Those two definitely went all out on that course. Both of them drove those trucks until they couldn't go any further. Uh, I was also impressed with Iron Outlaw. Uh, Some spectacular slap wheelies in that run. Uh, It was definitely a wheelie fest for him. Dan Radoni in the Patriot. It was always tough to beat in California. He's uh, got a fantastic piece in the Patriot and did a great job, as always. Uh, just an excellent event from top to bottom. I uh, always enjoy seeing what's going on on the West Coast, and uh, especially Anaheim with that unique layout they have out there. Definitely a great point there. You know, I, I agree with you on the side-by-side finish. I think that needs to happen more often. Uh, if not a side-by-side finish, then I'd like to see at least see a more variety in the layouts of courses everywhere throughout every promoter. Uh, you know, we, we hark it back to the second week of the season, I believe it was, in San Antonio. And just just a few simple changes make made racing a lot more exciting and a lot more unpredictable. And I think that's what people like about freestyles that it's unpredictable. Uh, you, you can you can make that in racing or at least you know spice things up a little bit without threatening any any safety or any issues on the track. It just takes a little bit of doing. And uh, I'm glad to see that uh, Feld Entertainment in particular has done a few things this year to change layouts and to have specific you know course specific layouts we used to see st louis style in st louis only every year and uh you know that's definitely an interesting point i like that wanted to also throw a big shout out to uh, mark schrader and the felon he did have a great run there in uh his maiden voyage to the west coast scene this year he's been doing well and uh anaheim was no exception to that so fantastic event overall uh really liked seeing that uh they, I don't know what you would call it, but it's a double car stack hit on its side and uh, provides for big air. And if you time it right, like Minson Pawkin did, you can get some great slap wheelies. I hadn't seen Tom actually try really hard for a slap wheelie for quite some time. And he mashed that throttle and brought the uh, brought old maximum instruction up for a great wheelie. So great event overall. Great to see. And uh, we're heading up to another big stadium show. We're going to talk about Miami, Florida. And the Sunshine State's seen a lot of action, too. California and Florida are where it's at for first quarter in a lot of cases. So great event overall, once again, uh, in, in Anaheim. And now we go to Miami. Dustin had a few thoughts from there as well. Once again, Miami has uh, treated Steve Sims pretty well. He uh, took his talents to South Beach once again. He's had some really good luck down there before at uh, Sun Life Stadium. He picked up a uh, racing win over Lindsey Wink and Blue Thunder a couple of years ago, as well a uh, second-place freestyle finish. and. Uh, this year, he had another good weekend uh, down there in Miami. He was able to make it to the final round against George Balhan, which Ed Horman will uh, speak on more in a little bit 
as well as uh, put to put on another uh, fantastic freestyle. Uh, Steve's been extremely consistent behind the wheel of the new Stone Crusher. The truck's working great for him. He actually had his first rollover behind the wheel of the truck when he took an aw- awkward bounce, but. Overall, Sims has really had a, a great year going for him. Perhaps we'll see him in Vegas once again this year. And, uh, you know, with that new piece, if he makes it to Vegas, I think he's a threat for freestyle, maybe even racing too. Some nights when he's consistent and he's on it, he's tough to beat. So we'll see what uh, what holds for Steve Sims later on down the road. Yeah, the point that I wanted to make, uh, like you alluded to there, Dustin, is George Belhan. He, he won racing, which is a, not a surprise to me. I see him as a fairly good racer and freestyler, but surprised to many people because uh, he hasn't really won that many events in the big stadiums like this. And some people, like it or not, don't like his body, don't like the image that he brings to the truck, the Mohawk Warrior thing like that. Personally, I love it. I think he does a great job with it. Uh, in freestyle, he actually was third, so he had a pretty good night uh, all in all in Miami. Yeah, I had a chance to uh, exchange a couple of quick texts with George Bellhan after the show, and uh, he was he was very happy. He, he uh, insinuated that the monkey sort of was off his back as far as that. He has always been a c- consistent racer and freestyler, and uh, I believe personally a threat to win you know, a major stadium event for quite some time now. He's won freestyle in the past in a place like uh, you know San Diego, I believe, and uh, maybe some other places as well. But that's the one that sticks out in my mind, but... Uh, Speaking of freestyle, we got to touch on Miami's freestyle as well. Randy Brown had a fantastic run, and uh, Dustin was able to check that out. Yeah, the old downtown Randy Brown got it done this weekend in Miami. You know, he, this is his first chance to compete in a major stadium event this year. He was in Toronto uh, performing, uh, uh, I guess you could say, a tandem freestyle with fellow Gravedigger driver Charlie Pawkin, but first chance he actually gets to compete on the big stage, and uh had a little bit of a uh, goof up in racing after he uh, rolled over in racing against uh, Michigan Ice Monster. And so uh, Randy had to come back hard in, in freestyle, and uh, he put it down. Uh, pretty much ran the truck in the, as hard as he could, put on a fantastic run from start to finish. And, uh, you know, when you run for over three minutes and you can't, and that truck doesn't go over, it doesn't break, you know, that's a, that's a good thing, and uh, he drove that truck hard. There's no doubt about it. Well-deserving of a freestyle win, so happy to see that for old downtown Randy Brown. Definitely, and the theme of both Miami and our next event, Atlanta, Georgia, is finally. You know, a couple of drivers broke through this weekend, and we had expected them to, you know, finally break through for quite some time, just sort of been waiting on, uh, you know, the brakes to go their way. Those two drivers are George Bellhand that we just mentioned about in racing. And another racing winner this weekend was Frank Kreml on the Advanced Auto Parts Grinder. Veteran driver is another guy who's always a threat to win either racing or freestyle at any event he attends. And Frank has been on fire this year. He has been doing a fantastic job. I've had the opportunity to work closely with him at several events. And, uh, you know, his passion for the sport is uh, nearly unparalleled. He, he loves his monster trucks. He loves to, you know, put on a great show and he loves to win. He was a former champion go-kart racer. That's where he got his start, and uh, eventually hooked on with a few teams, and you see him now today driving one of the most uh, hyped and popular monster trucks in the world. Definitely a deserving win in uh, Atlanta. There had been some controversy over a few finishes, but it seems that's it's that way every time that uh, you know certain trucks win. So definitely big props to Frank Carmel and the Advanced Auto Parts Grinder. You know, great job overall, Frank. Hope that, uh, you know, things continue to go well for him. Uh, he started off the year by setting the tone in Detroit. I was there 
And, uh, you know, that event in Detroit, he qualified fastest, took out Tom Mintz, and uh, was just a few feet away from a, a racing victory there. So Frank's been running hard this year, and I like being able to see him finally get a shot to run the way that he wants. I had a chance to see Frank this year in Greensboro, and uh, he seemed really excited to uh, take on the role of being an advanced auto parts grinder driver. He's really coming to the role very well. He's done a great job as a as a driver of the truck and also an ambassador for advanced auto parts. And uh, he's done a fantastic job behind the wheel of the truck so far this year. And really happy for Frank to finally get that big that big victory. So congrats to Frank. Freestyle also brought us some uh, interesting discussion points. Uh, a lot of interesting events taking place there during freestyle. Saw some really tough impacts taken by both Jim Kohler and Lindsey Wink. Uh, Kohler was on his way to another great freestyle in Avenger, but unfortunately took an awkward launch. The truck landed hard on the side, really hard side slap, and brought his run to an abrupt halt there. And uh, you never like to see that. It's a tough impact on the driver. And uh, Lindsey Wink also, similar style jump. Uh, His impact just as equally hard. Ended up actually breaking one of the front wheels off. And uh, both of those guys, you know, they're always one of those guys you love to see freestyle on a large floor. They usually uh, bring their A game out for the stadium shows, and unfortunate to see those two, you know, take some tough hits and uh, have their, you know, their runs cut short. Uh, also, want to give a shout out to Mitch Talatska. Unfortunately, he didn't get a chance to run freestyle, but Mitch Talatska is one of those guys I feel like really deserves another shot at getting, you know, some more exposure. He's one of my personal favorite drivers to watch. He's an up and coming guy. He's got a great piece and just get her done. Uh, you know, I've always enjoyed watching Mitch run. Super nice guy. Uh, he's, you know, very generous person. And, uh, you know, hopefully he gets another shot sometime soon. I really feel like Mitch could turn a lot of heads when he gets the right chance. Another guy that's, uh, you know, getting a chance to turn some heads here is uh, Chuck Warner and El Toro Loco. Uh, you know, unfortunately that truck has had some mechanical issues some, from time to time on the big stage. But uh, they've been really doing a great job to keep that truck together this year. It's kind of tough to do with both he and Neil on the same trailer. Uh, you know, as hard as both of those trucks run, sometimes things, you know, well, stuff happens. But Chuck put on a fantastic run in Atlanta. It was a great run from top to bottom for Chuck. Uh, went out and attacked everything. And uh, despite whatever that track threw him, he definitely caught some awkward bounces. But he took it and ran with it. And, uh, you know, fantastic run by Chuck. Glad to see him getting a chance to uh, really break out on a big stage. Definitely great points there. Definitely some under- underrated drivers. Uh, Chuck has indeed been able to step into the maximum destruction role just at a very few select shows when uh, when various things have happened to other members of the team and stepped in and done a fantastic job. He knows his role and he plays it very well. And I personally think it's tougher in some ways to be the second truck in a trailer and have to run on a little bit of a tighter budget but still put on a show that is up to par with everybody else and not break the truck. I think that shows a lot of driver skill. And, uh, you know, Chuck Warner has been in both spots, but most of the time he's the second truck in the trailer to Neil. And if both of those trucks go home trashed, that's a long week leading into another long weekend of events. And uh, Chuck plays his role very well and is very smart. Great to see Chuck do a great job there in El Toro Loco. Other underrated drivers you spoke on as well, Mitch Talaska, you know, great job there as well. Moving on from the underrated drivers to a driver that everybody's heard of, obviously, Dennis Anderson took the big freestyle victory there. He had his racing streak ended, but uh, made up for it in a big way in freestyle. 
I personally got to throw my little opinion in here as uh, it is supposed to be a beyond the lens. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of him rolling over at the end of his run. Uh, I think he could have done without that and still won. But, uh, you know, he had a wild freestyle. And it's always good to see somebody go out there and just be aggressive and just attack a course. As you mentioned earlier, he absolutely dominated that course. You know, <laughs> he had the course in the truck begging for mercy at the end of his run. Ripped the tire up, you know, huge cross threads. He had a he had a, like a cross thread double move. I don't even know how you you describe it other than uh, you know you guys can check out our YouTube channel, All Monster Videos, and it'll be on there. Uh, fantastic run for Dennis. You know, he uh, he took his frustration, I guess, from uh, not being able to get that tenth racing victory in a row, and uh, definitely channeled it into his freestyle. Just a fantastic job overall for Dennis. Always give give credit to Dustin Brown and Opie, the two crew guys for their team. Uh, fantastic job there, and they got some great momentum heading into the event in St. Louis this weekend. All right, we're going to jump in on our usual World Finals qualifiers, thoughts and opinions. Dustin and Ed are going to jump in here in a minute. First and foremost, we see a trend continue. Just from the start of the year, Leo Donnell had uh, qualified for Las Vegas, then went out and won racing. Well, George Bellhan did that again this weekend, continuing the trend in Mohawk Warriors. So, Bellhan gets his shot, his first shot in competition in Vegas with a new identity, Mohawk Warrior. He did his little encore there last year, did a good job in Rick Swanson's chassis, didn't tear anything up. And uh, definitely, you know, it's an identity that fits him. A lot of people had uh, sort of bagged on the fact that Escalade didn't really have, you know, a paint job or a vinyl or anything that was uh, too flashy. And, you know, Bellhan has a, has a vibrant personality, is a great guy overall and uh, has always been supportive of the All-Monster group, everybody there. So, you know, fantastic, fantastic to see him get another shot. Uh, he's riding a lot of momentum, and, you know, as I mentioned before, I spoke to with, with him just very briefly after Miami, and uh, he was very happy to get, you know, sort of the monkey off his back in racing as far as taking a victory, and uh, I think that's been a long time coming. So great to see Bellhand do that. I might throw in there, he had a great run in freestyle. That was a long time coming. Great run in freestyle in Vegas, and I spoke with him after that one, and same thing, monkey's off his back. So I think there was a lot of pressure relieved from George, and uh, he can go out there really and just let her rip in freestyle and racing in Las Vegas this year. Guys, what are your thoughts on George Bellhan? One thing that I wanted to throw in there about this was, you know, uh, you touched upon it, the monkey on his back. You know, he got his flag, and then he went out and won racing, uh, which, you know, we talked about last week. Uh, pretty much, you know, you get to the World Finals, and people expect you to have at least a win or some of something of that nature in your belt when you get there. Uh, George went out and did that that same very night, and I think that him getting his flag and winning is definitely, like you said, that big monkey off of his back. And I look for I look for very big things out of him in racing and freestyle. And uh, who knows, maybe he does pull out uh, getting a championship down there in Las Vegas. Yeah, this has definitely been building since last season. You know, with uh, with the how George performed last year in the World Finals in Vegas, I believe he ended up finishing in the top half or in the top five of the field there, and uh, you know, a great run out there. It's been a long time coming. You know, bridesmaid Balhand finally breaking through here, and uh, really happy for George. You know, he's always been very supportive of us, so got to share the love just a little bit there. But you know, glad for George and uh, looking for big things out of him in the finals. Definitely. Now, the other half of our qualifiers this year is Cam McQueen and Nitro Circus. This is another driver that stepped up fantastic. Uh, we spoke about his run in Orlando as as a run that was sort of 
overlooked, even though he had a fantastic run. Cam's learning uh, a lot of things behind the wheel, has constantly improved, and uh, another good guy, you know, uh, has the Nitro Circus identity and the support of Travis Pastrana behind him. I've had the opportunity to work with Cam before, uh, you know, before he got into a truck, and, uh, you know, he's always just been a very supportive guy. Can wrench on the trucks as well, if need be, and, uh, you know, is very aggressive in freestyle. That identity, that aggressive Nitro Circus style plays very well into the freestyle thing, but uh, he's also won some racing events, including one this year. So another guy with a win gets in. I'm all for that. That's a fantastic thing. So, Ed and Dustin, what are your thoughts on Cam McQueen? I'm excited to see Cam get in. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do with freestyle. Uh, Like you alluded to, he does have a racing win, which uh, to me is a little bit of a shocker. Uh, I always see him as a better freestyle than racer, but he's definitely picking his game up there. I'm going to be very interested to see what he can do in Vegas. Uh, Who knows what he might pull out. we all seen him, uh, what he did last year, uh, so who knows what he's going to do this year. I'm very happy to see Cam, you know, make it in the finals this year. You know, his first year in the finals, a lot of people, there was a lot of uh, debate on whether or not he was a worthwhile driver to be included in the field. And so this year he's really stepped up and proven that he's worthy of the invite. And he's done a fantastic job ever since getting behind the wheel of a truck. Um, You know, it's nice to see that even though his background, you know, with a little bit of fame from Nitro Circus and Thrill Bellies and all that fun stuff that, you know, he hasn't come into it like he's owed something or he's got a superstar attitude about anything. He's a real humble, down-to-earth guy, and he's really thankful to be along with, you know, some of the biggest stars in our sport. And so to see how humble he has been about this whole thing uh, is really great to see. And, uh, you know, he's it's not just, you know, a name that has got him in there. He has performed well, and uh, he continues to improve. Um Really interested to see what he might have in store for us when it comes to Vegas. Definitely a great point overall about Cam McQueen. Uh, that humbleness I can speak on as well. As I mentioned, I got a chance to work with him in Vancouver in 2006, uh, traveling with Charlie Pog in, in Gravedigger. Uh, we noticed that a Heim was bent on one of the four-link bars before a show and uh, had about an hour to change it. You know, Not a huge deal, but you know, with all the commitments that a, that a Gravedigger truck has, you want to make sure that thing's in top-notch condition uh, as hard as Chucky runs them as well. You know, you got to get things on point. We noticed it, and, uh, you know, Cam was along for the ride, checking things out, and he jumped right in there and helped us change the, change the Heim, and everybody else was like, wow, who is this guy and what is he doing? Well, everybody knows now. Cam has a, uh, has a big heart, very humble guy. If you ever get a chance to meet him, walk up to him at a pit party, definitely do so. He's uh, one of the good guys of the sport, and uh, crazy Canadian, definitely going to get a chance in Vegas this year. All right, so we wanted to do a little opinion piece here to wrap everything up as far as the World Finals. Uh, World Finals 12 has six spots available now for the final trucks to qualify. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on the trucks that you think should be in that final spot. Not necessarily the final six overall, but just some people that deserve consideration for those final six spots. We're going to have Ed lead it off. All right. Thank you very much, Robbie. Uh, two names that I'm going to have to go with are Jeremy Slifko in Backdraft and John Zimmer in Amsoil Shock Therapy. Uh, we've known Jeremy being one of the great up-and-comers in all the monster truck racing the past couple of years. Finally got that big stadium freestyle win a couple of weeks ago in Orlando. Has been very, very impressive all year. Um and, in a, and another thing is he's great with the fans. You know, he's out there, he's interacting, he's 
become a fan favorite in a very, very short period of time. And I definitely think that the next step for him is to go out in Las Vegas and put on a good show in racing and freestyle. Another name that I'm going to throw out there is John Zimmer, who was the last man to qualify for Las Vegas last year. Also, he had a great race with Dennis Anderson, gave Dennis Anderson absolutely everything he could handle, came up a little bit short, but definitely left a lasting impression, taking Dennis Anderson to the line and losing by less than half a truck length. So, and definitely freestyle, Zimmer's really, really, you know, and, and also in freestyle, Zimmer's really improved his game. He's had some great freestyles. Didn't have the freestyle that he was looking for last year in Vegas, but I think this year, going back hopefully for a second time in Las Vegas, I think he'll be a lot more experienced and really be able to have a great run. Definitely two names that deserve to be in there in my mind as well. Dustin, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm going to have to go with a guy that's close to home for me. I'm going to go on with uh, Steve Sims and uh, Stone Crusher. He's been having a great year so far behind the wheel of the new truck. He's been extremely consistent on the big stage. Uh, hasn't been able to get a win but he has been finishing in the top half of fields uh, regularly. Yeah, I think he had a streak of three straight weekends where he finished third in major freestyle stadium events. Um, he's also pretty consistent in racing. Uh, he hasn't had the best luck in Vegas, but I think maybe he can turn around this year um, You know, in racing as far as Vegas goes. In freestyle, he's been a threat to win or finish in the top half of the field every year. Uh, we had a fantastic run in freestyle last year, really. If you didn't know who Steve Sims was before Vegas last year, you knew who he was after that. Uh, phenomenal run for him. Uh, another guy whose name I'd like to throw into the mix here, and maybe we could see him behind the wheel of a different identity than his normal ride, but Frank Kreml. You know, we spoke of his breakout win earlier in Atlanta. Uh, Frank's been having a great year, uh, you know, Made it to the finals in Detroit, um, you know, won this past weekend in Atlanta. He's been picking up wins left and right in the small arena shows. So, you know, he's no slouch, that's for sure. He's done phenomenal in Vegas before. And uh, maybe we can see him stuck in a different identity. We're not sure here. You know, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty with just six spots left. But it'd be interesting to see if maybe Frank could squeeze in there. Speaking of a different identity, i got to jump in here and get uh, get a couple of picks in here. Uh, Chad Tingler, in my opinion, needs a spot in something in Vegas. Uh, that Spider-Man ride is available. Uh, I like Whit Tarleton as a driver, too, but he has not had the big stadium experience that Chad Tingler has. Tingler had some spectacular moments in Vegas last year with the Spider-Man truck. I wouldn't mind seeing him in that exact same situation and that exact same ride again. Uh, Tingler just straight up deserves a spot, is very aggressive, and has been dominant this year in his new Grave Digger ride. So uh, Chad Tingler is definitely a pick that I would would make for Vegas. Uh, my other, you know, the, this is a pretty couple of obvious choices, I think. Um, I would like to see, obviously, Adam Anderson, Grave Digger, the legend. I think he's a lock to make it. I'd be very surprised if they left him out of the field somehow. Um, but, you know, beyond that, uh, Gunslinger, Scott Hardsock. Uh, he has a big stadium event coming up this weekend in St. Louis. Maybe he gets a swag there. I don't know. But uh, I'd like to see Scott get another shot. He has been working hard to make Gunslinger the name that it once was. I think that uh, another shot in Vegas uh, would do him well. He had some early breakage in freestyle, but I think he really could have shown there last year had he not had uh, you know sort of a sort of a freak breakage. So definitely uh, like to see Gunslinger. Like to see Gravedigger the Legend, and like to see Spider Man uh, you know get in there for Vegas. 
There are a couple trucks that are borderline too, I think, but we'll speak on those later. Finally, we want to toss it over to Ed Horman. What are your thoughts on the rest of the field in Vegas? All right, I got two names myself, and both of these drivers would have to get uh, get into a new identity truck just for the event. Uh, first one's going to be Carl Van Horn. I'd like you to show me another person and do what Carl's done this year in the small arenas. Uh, slap wheelie in places you wouldn't think you slap wheelie. Do freestyles and do things that you wouldn't be able to think you'd see in a small arena. So he's one of mine. The other mine is the other one is Dana Creech. We touched upon this earlier. He's been fantastic this year, getting his own identity in that Monster Mutt. Uh, we know that Charlie Pawkin is going to be driving Monster Mutt this year in the finals. So I think we need to give Dana in there, too. He's been doing fantastic, getting huge air in freestyle, even performing awesome in racing. So that's my two. Definitely no sophomore slump for Dana Creech. There's also that Monster Mutt Rottweiler identity out there, but there's been some question as to whether that identity will be included in a field that already has Monster Mutt and Monster Mutt Nalmation. Now, as far as being included in the field, that takes us to our final point to wrap up this week's uh, Beyond the Lens. There are a few drivers that I feel are sort of borderline, uh, a few driver and truck combinations that are borderline for Las Vegas. I want to have a little bit of a discussion about that because, uh, you know, that's, that's the way it gets every year is we get down to the 22nd, 23rd, and, you know, of course, the 24th and final spots, and there's always three, four, maybe even five names mentioned oh, this guy deserves to be in, this girl deserves to be in, whoever the case may be. And, uh, you know, obviously this year will be no exception with that. I see a couple of names that that jump out at me as having World Finals history. They haven't necessarily had the greatest year, though. And uh, those names would be Chris Bergeron and Brutus and uh, David Smith and King Crunch. Uh, Bergeron has, has infinitely stepped up his racing game as soon as he got into that race source chassis. And I believe that if he was given it a shot in that chassis at Las Vegas, he could be a player. The guy can drive flat out, and he is aggressive in freestyle. hasn't hasn't really, uh, you know, been much on my radar this year simply just because he's been out on the West Coast, and uh, we've seen so much action from the West Coast it's almost been saturated with that. But you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Bergeron in there, but I also haven't seen any victories from Brutus. So, kind of an up and down thought there. Uh, you know, King Crunch, of course, with David Smith as well. Uh, has a huge history at Las Vegas, but besides a few spectacular moments and a promising start with his qualifying and, and uh, practice runs in Las Vegas last year, uh, didn't really have the greatest event in Las Vegas, and uh, he's been solid but not spectacular. Um, kind of depends on what the final spots and uh, how the final spots are chosen as to whether you know a name like uh, a Bergeron or a Smith gets in this year, I think. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, guys that are borderline or the two that I mentioned? It's interesting what you bring up with Chris Bergeron because I do feel like he is one of those borderline drivers. He does have you know past experience in Vegas, and uh, he's definitely a very good driver. I think it's interesting, though, to me that I think Bergeron tends to find his best luck going in the summer shows. And you know whenever he first jumped into the new racehorse chassis that summer, he had a spectacular summer. He won a lot of uh, you know events throughout the summer. And uh, this past year, he won the back-to-school bash in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, that was a big breakthrough win for Chris. But it wasn't on the Monster Jam circuit. And uh, it seems to me like it, that Chris really finds his momentum. He really starts to get things rolling in the summertime. Whereas the winter, it just doesn't seem like things seem to go the right way for him. So it's kind of interesting with, with Chris. Yeah, he's made a final round appearance in St. Louis in the past. Uh, I was there for that event along with Josh Rhodes. And, uh, you know, he, he just had a bad bad deal. Uh, those turning cars are not kind to him. He 
hit a turning car in the final round against Darren Basil in uh, El Matador. And, you know, that put him out of a Pino contention for a racing victory in St. Louis. And, as you know, that was a little while back when he had the new chassis, just fresh. Uh, as well, he was on his way to, to what I think would, would have been a racing victory in Minneapolis uh, in January, this past January, uh, two years ago, and uh, hit a turning car, rolled over real bad. And, uh, you know, so that was unfortunate for him. He uh, he's a couple things to go his way. In, and I think, you know, hey, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Brutus in the, in the World Finals field again. Um, you know, obviously, uh, wish Chris and the Avenger team the best of luck. Robbie and Dustin, I agree with both of your points, but I think we're talking about a wrong truck from the Team Flame. I think we need to talk about El Matador and uh, Darren Basil. He's been on fire this year. He's picking up racing wins after racing wins. And, uh, yeah, it's racing, but still, it's a win. And we talked about it uh, last week. We touched upon it and said, you know, to get into the World Finals, you need a win. He's got the win. David doesn't. So I think El Matador is way more deserving. No disrespect to anybody else, though. Definitely a good point. A uh, guy that we've, we've touched on as an underrated driver. And, uh, you know, again, I spoke on uh, Chuck Werner being a good driver of a second truck for a team. Uh, Darren Basil has done that same thing for Flint Motorsports for years now. You know, been the guy that has to run on the budget and still run hard and run well and uh, not break much. So, He's done a great job there. I can remember there was an event in Minneapolis a few years back. Captain's Curse ended up taking a freestyle victory there, but I was most impressed with Darren Basil's run. King Crunch went out with a transmission or engine problem and was out for the event. And uh, I can remember David Smith going over to Darren and saying, hey, you got to pick this one up for the team. Darren did that. He had a career freestyle, was cross-threading things, doing a fantastic job, and ended up uh, not rolling over. So, yeah, definitely. I'd like to see uh, Darren Basil get a shot. Another name that I wanted to throw out there for you guys, uh, speaking of the men's team that I touched on earlier, where's Neil Elliott? You know, he's had a fantastic season this year. Uh, and, and just, you know, I think he sort of got got screwed out of a freestyle victory, possibly in Houston a couple weeks back. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that Neil Elliott deserves some sort of ride. I don't know what they would put him in, and I think that's the biggest thing holding him back from getting another shot. Yeah, you bring up an excellent point with Neil Elliott. Uh, he's definitely very well deserving of a qualifying spot in the World Finals. He's definitely not a borderline guy by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I think Neil Elliott is probably one of the best drivers in this sport, and while he is the driver of the, you know, the second driver of maximum destruction, he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Uh, Neil Elliott can flat out drive. Uh, there are definitely some cases where I wouldn't mind seeing him over Tom Mintz. Um, Neil is a fantastic driver. I think it's uh, it's you know it's a tough deal to where I don't think they have an identity for Neil to jump behind the wheel of. But if they happen to find something this year, Neil Elliott definitely deserves it. He is a phenomenal driver, and I would love to see him get a shot at the World Finals again. Uh, he's capable of winning anything out there. Hey, whimsical thinking, but let's throw, throw let's throw Hot Wheels or Bulldozer back into the mix and let him go old school. I don't care, man. You know, World Finals 5, I honestly think he deserved a freestyle championship right there. And uh, had he run a little longer there, he would have he would have had a title under his belt. And that really would have been a problem for the rest of the field. So it would be nice to see some of these drivers in. We'd like to have your opinions as well on who should be the final six trucks in Las Vegas. Go to Facebook and type on your search bar, allmonster.com, on track. Click on Discussions. And hit us up on the message board there, and maybe you'll have your response listed on our next week's show. For Chris, Dustin, Ed, and Jeremy, I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. And that's it. 
for this edition of the AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. On behalf of everyone here at the show, please tune in next time and thank you.